guys. Welcome to Coffee Combos. We have a special guest today. First off, I'm going to need Kale to pick her energy up about from a 5 to a 10. <laughs> Kale has had the shits this morning. All night. <laughs> I got a text at 1.45 a.m. when I was sleeping that said, I'm up and I'm sick. And I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I really thought it was a joke. Like, I thought you guys were drunk in the hotel room. I didn't were, even drink last night. I don't know what I thought. I thought maybe y'all got room service. It got wild. and Absolutely not. You might have got maybe, like, a nervous shit or something. No, like. I had some truffle fries with you guys. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> and then I went upstairs to my room, and I just got really, really sick. And, and I did throw up one time. And the maid, Kristen, went down to the lobby and had to have room service, not room service, like the lady come clean up my room. Housekeeping. come clean up my room because I threw up in the sink and it, the drain was down. Oh, no. So then I was like, oh, shit, I can't get it. I'm so glad that I went to bed because <laughs> yeah. if I would have seen all of this, first off, I wouldn't be here today. Secondly... I'm sitting next to you, so if you are contagious and I'm very sorry. I take home the shits, I'm going to be pissed. Listen. What if I get the shits on the airplane? I hope you sit in the aisle. I'm really sorry. I, You know what? We were in the car for 12 hours trying to get here, and I just feel like I, this was never my intention. So if anyone goes home with the shits today, I, I really apologize. And I feel for all of us jointly. Yeah. So anyhow, um, we have a special guest. Our guest is Lindsay Nicholson. She, if you remember, she had a 16 and pregnant episode. I think season, Lindsay, what season were you on? I think it was four. Four. Okay. Yeah. So you were with like Mackenzie and... Katie. Katie. Okay. Yes. Brianna. Who's that? Um, <laughs> Brianna from Teen Mom 2. Oh. Um, and... <laughs> Also, Javi's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> um, anyhow, so she was. Y'all were all on the same season. Yes, same so season. I <laughs> have been stalking Lindsay on Instagram for a long time now. I just think that she stalks you every day. No, and tells I, me because I I feel like I related to your story and I loved yeah. your story and you know I just I thought your Instagram was so cute and your family is so cute and thank you. You know I didn't ever get to meet you prior to this, so I was just glad to you know. That we could get you on the podcast. We've just Back been like up, social Kale. media friends. <laughs> no, 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 no. Back up. What? Lindsay told me that she met you or met like y'all's cast at, at the a reunion. reunion. But right. you don't remember meeting any of them. I remember meeting Mackenzie. Mackenzie. And okay. I had, I think I already might have known Brianna and Brittany okay. at that time. Yeah. But I didn't, I don't remember, we might have met, but I don't remember like ever really talking. Yeah. So I'm glad that we got to do this and actually be able to talk. Yes. So me give too. us an update. So you have. You got married. Yes. Went three years ago, right? Yes. Yesterday was our three-year anniversary. So exciting. Um, we, gosh, so much has happened. So we got married. Um, I moved from Reno to Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we do? You guys had twins. Oh, yeah. We had twins. What <laughs> else? Um, <laughs> uh, he adopted Anaya. Um, I mean, my whole life has, like, completely transformed since I lived in Reno. I just love that. And I saw on your Instagram that I saw all of it on your Instagram. So I was like, she is a success story. And you're a realtor. Yes. So do you love doing that? I do. You do? Yes. And um, tell us about the twins. So when were they born? How old are they? 
What are their names? Tell us everything Whole for spiel. the listeners. Yeah, Kay. for the listeners that don't know. So, um, I got pregnant with my husband, and we found out that we were pregnant with twins. Completely unexpected. Um, we definitely were only trying for one. <laughs> but, uh, we were given twins, and everything was great. And then at 16 weeks, I found out that my cervix was shortening. And they weren't super concerned. But then here comes 20 weeks, and I had nothing left. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and I started dilating. Um, I got to be, like, four centimeters dilated. Um, Jackson's water bag started, like, falling oh, out. Mm-hmm. Um, so they put me in the hospital. And I stayed there for a couple months, and they, I mean, there was nothing they could do since it was twins. You can't really prevent labor. Right. You just have to. So did they have you on bed rest in the hospital? Yeah. So So, what is that like? You're literally sitting in bed all day. Yes. And I had to be monitored monitored all the time. So they would come in and check the baby's heartbeats all day. Um, I just had to really just sit in a hospital bed and eat. That, That was my job. Was to gain weight. And then where was Anaya when, when, while you had to do that? So she was in school. Okay. Um, so, I mean, she would go to school during mm-hmm. the day. My husband would go to work. And then they would, after work, he would pick her up and they would come see me. And then they would go home and go to bed. And then dinner was just at the hospital with mom. Oh, wow. Yeah. So wow. at what, when were the twins born? So they you born, made it past 20 weeks. Yes. So I made it well past 20 weeks. Um, and then... I mean, I got to be like five centimeters dilated for a while, and then all of a sudden labor just... Because it would always start and then stop, mm-hmm. and then at 29 weeks, it just completely started, and there was... Nothing they could do. Nothing they could do. So then they brought me down to labor and delivery, because mm-hmm. I was upstairs um, in like the postpartum section, and then labor just completely just took off, and then at nine centimeters dilated, it stopped again. But at that point, I was too dilated, and it, the risk for infection was too high, so sure. I had to do something. So then they started me on Pitocin, and they had to give me the max amount because my labor would not start again, and I didn't want to have a C-section mm-hmm. because that was going to be too traumatic for Paisley since she didn't really weigh anything. And so I was like, okay. They started it, and then... I went into labor. And, and that was 20, 20, uh, 29 weeks and four days. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, guys, have you heard about this company making flats from recycled plastic water bottles? Okay. Well, if you haven't, they're super affordable, comfortable, and stylish. I'm talking about Rothy's. Rothy's is an everyday flat for life on the go. It's stylish, classic, comfortable, and comes in three fashionable styles, which is the flat, the point, and the loafer. My personal favorite is the camo loafers. I know I've mentioned them before. Lindsay also has a pair of loafers. Yeah, so guess what? I'm finally ditching all of my uncomfortable shoes, and I love a good flat. I've never felt more stylish, and I totally feel better about my outfit. The color and pattern selection is amazing, and they're always updating their lineup. They launch new colors every few weeks, and they sell out consistently. The shoe that I wanted, they actually were on back order, so I had to keep checking back for them, and I finally got them. They're just a gray, solid, plain loafer, kind of match everything, and I love them. It will blow your mind that they are made from recycled plastic water bottles because they're the softest shoe that you'll put on your feet. And plus, a major added bonus is they are machine washable because, let's face it, feet sweat. 
I love my Rothy's, and I know you'll love yours too. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for our listeners when you use the code COFFEE to get free shipping and no minimum. Free shipping and free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoe, and trust me, you won't want to return them. Go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com, and enter COFFEE to get your cute shoes and free shipping. It's a no-brainer, shoes that are comfortable, stylish, and sustainable, and free shipping. Go get yourself a pair today, rothys.com, promo code COFFEE. Get this deal while it lasts. Now let's get back to the show. So tell us what it was like after you've, you know, fast forward, you've birthed the twins and they were NICU babies, obviously. Yes. So explain the journey um, for NICU parents who are listening, what it's like to have babies in the NICU. Okay. So I'll start with from the moment you have a NICU baby, especially if they're like so preterm to where... I mean, they're ready. All the NICU teams are in the delivery room waiting for you. So I couldn't even deliver in a normal hospital room. They had to take me to the OR because your chance of needing a C-section with twins is high, especially if baby B doesn't come out right away or whatever complications can happen. So they had to prep me for a C-section, even though I knew I was going to do it naturally. And then there was two NICU teams in there set up with you know, one for each baby. So I had Jackson. He came out crying. Everything was good. But then they, I couldn't hold him. And then they took him right to the bed, put the ventilator in to, so that he could breathe on his own. And then he was whisked off, like, just a couple minutes later. And then, oh, I hate talking about Paisley's story. I'm going to start crying. Okay. So then I had Paisley, and she came out, and she wasn't crying. Okay, I'm just going to say I've never talked about her story out loud before. You're in a safe place. Exactly. We're all going to be crying with you. So she came out, and she wasn't crying at all. And obviously, you know that that means that's the first sign. Like, when the baby comes out, Mm -hmm. you think the worst. The baby's supposed to come. And in movies, you know, you see the baby comes out, the baby's crying, kicking and screaming, and it's normal. Yeah. And so they took her and they put the ventilator in her and they couldn't get it in. She was so feisty. Like she didn't want them touching her. And so that was even more scary because she needed to breathe, but she didn't want them to touch her. And so they put it in and then um, I started bleeding too much. And so I couldn't even move like, and I kept trying to like turn around and look at her. Mm -hmm. But my doctor was like, don't move like you're bleeding too much. They thought I was going to need a blood Blood transfusion. Yeah. And so anyway, they took her to the NICU and then I went and, you know, the whole recovery deal that you have to do. And they wouldn't let me go see her until I could start walking. And then they had to prep both twins and get, um, like their pick lines put in. And there's so much that goes on to NICU babies. Like they don't just go down and sleep. Get in. monitored. It's yeah. like a whole yes, a whole situation. Yes, and so and you said that they were separated into two different. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was so, there a reason for that? Did they or did they ever put twins together or no? They do, but them being so premature and since I was dilated for so long, there was already a risk of infection and they didn't know what baby, like what the babies would, would have, have or Got it. you didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't want to do that until they knew that they were okay. Right. And plus there was too many wires and 
crucial wires too, like things that were feeding them. Like Mm -hmm. they couldn't just take milk, you know, right when they came out. And there was a lot that went into it. And so I went down into the NICU and I mean, I thought that I could hold them. Mm -hmm. And I went down and I looked at them and they were like so tiny, like two pounds and like, like something you haven't seen before. Yeah, like smaller than a baby doll. Mm-hmm. And Jackson, I mean, at first I thought he was going to be the one that had issues because he was super, super, like, he seemed sick. Mm-hmm. Like, he seemed like he was really sick right when he was born. And Paisley was the one that seemed fine. And that was shocking to everyone because normally it's the boys in the NICU that they call it wimpy white boy syndrome is what the nurses call it. And everything was good for a few days. I mean, it was the hardest thing I ever went through. Like, I had to leave both my babies at the hospital. And So at uh, what point did you get to go home? Did you get to go home after they got the bleeding under control? Yeah. So okay. I went home three days later. All my stuff was good. Um, and then I pretty much just lived at the hospital with them. And I noticed on, like, day three... Days three or four, Paisley, because when she was first born, she may have been really, really small, but she had such a strong grip. Like, she would just hold onto my finger so tight. And it was day three or four where I noticed her grip was, like, so weak. Like, you could barely feel her holding you. And I, like, right away my parental instincts were just, like, something's wrong. And Mm -hmm. so I told the doctors, like, you know, is she okay? Like, I noticed something's different she was crying all the time and it was the cutest cry because her lungs weren't really developed yet Mm -hmm. and it was just like this cute little like a mouse yes it sounded (laughs) like a little mouse crying it was so sad okay so it's time to update you guys on the progress that i'm having with beachbody you guys know that i've been doing the i've been trying the p90x since i did insanity before and i've really enjoyed seeing my own progress um I know my stomach is getting a little bit flatter. I'm starting to see a little bit of definition in my arms, which is a huge problem area for me. Yeah, and I've decided to try Insanity because Kale said that she loves that program. And with 24-7 access to hundreds of exercise programs, any time can be the right time and there is no reason not to try new things. We really want to challenge you guys to join the community over 1 million people using Beachbody. It's awesome. Get up and get motivated by working on your own schedule with as little as 10 minutes. I want you guys to try this and our listeners can try it absolutely free. So do it with us. Right now, our listeners can get a special free trial membership when you text COFFEE to 303030. You will get full access to this entire platform for free. That's all the workouts and nutrition information and support totally free. Again, just text COFFEE to 303030. Okay, now let's get back to it. So um, they thought it was just her adjusting to the outside life because her white blood cell count was high and everything. But they thought that that was, I guess, that happens to babies and when they're so premature. And then day five rolled around and I just said, something is not right. Like, Mm -hmm. I could just tell. Yeah, as a mom, you just know. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so they looked into it more. And sure enough, they found out that she had staph infection. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, so they called me. It was like four in the morning. I got a phone call, and the doctor so said, "So was it MRSA or like?" Yeah, it, yeah, it was staphylococcal 
Well, and then we found out that she had staphylococcal meningitis, so it turned into meningitis. And that's something that they get from the hospital, like being born in the hospital, or that was something from, like, how does how does a baby get that? So Fluid, too, I think. Um, I What I was told is you carry, everyone carries staph infection, staph on their skin. Okay. And you know how I was saying they had all these needles and sure. everything in them? Mm-hmm. When they took out her... I think that was her pick line or something like that. Sorry, it was in her belly button. And when they took that out, something got in through her belly button. Got it. And um, so I went at 4 a.m. We loaded up, just rushed to the hospital. And I had to sign, you know, consent for them to um, check her spine. It's like a spinal tap? Yes, her spinal fluid. They had to test it. So we did all that, and at this point, they were like, let's just let her rest. You know, don't really touch her. Just go home and let her be. So then we got another phone call later that day, and they were like, yes, um, her spinal fluid was cloudy, which means that there are signs of infection. And I was like, like your worst Mm -hmm. nightmare. Right. And a little baby that tiny, like, you don't think that they can handle that. Mm Mm-hmm. But all the doctors were super upbeat and, you know, no one was really worried. They said that, you know, they see this often and they just get treated and they're fine. So, I mean, of course I was still scared because there's always that possibility of what if. So they started her on all her antibiotics and they had told me within about three days she should be good. And I was like, okay, so just get through these three days and we're okay. Well, day two, Jackson wasn't acting right anymore, and they checked his blood, and he had it too. And I was so angry at this point. Like, what is going on? Right. You feel like you've been defeated at this point. Yes. Yes. And it's like, okay, now I have two babies with this life-threatening infection running through their bloodstream, and I was just like... And you knew there was just nothing... this point that you could yeah do. and you feel so helpless like when your baby's that sick like all you want to do is hold your baby and you can't hold them you can only touch them like a few times a day you can't just go in and like open it up and be with them like you have to go there during their set times that they change their diapers which was every three hours and so was that because they were already going to be in there? So they let so, you come in? Or? So they do that because it's crazy, but you burn, cal- a baby that small burns thousands of calories just getting its diaper changed. Okay. And so being that small, you don't want to burn the baby's calories because they need all the calories they, they can, can get, get being two and three pounds. And so I would go and I just wanted to hold them and I I couldn't do anything. And you're just looking at your babies like, and Paisley was just at this point crying and moaning and just in so much pain, but you can't, you just look at her through an incubator. It was the hardest thing I ever went through. And for parents, you know, like when you go to have a baby in a hospital, it's supposed to be like this joyous time. Yeah. Like Like I didn't get maternity pictures. I didn't get, you know, to be with my husband and like experience that you know the bond and everything that you should when you're pregnant everything was 
horrific. Like, well, and too, like when you have a baby that's in the NICU, they don't get that skin on skin. Yeah. You know, like when they're the first bonding. born, the bonding. Mm-hmm. The, the breastfeeding you know. becomes harder. Yeah, I couldn't breastfeed. I had to pump. And so, I mean, thankfully, Jackson, they started him on the antibiotics, and within a day, he was fine. Like, he was he, doing better. Yeah, he was completely fine. You wouldn't even know that he was sick. And so, I was happy to see my son better, but then I, you know, look right across the way and there's my daughter and she's like lifeless. Right. And I started doing research on babies with staph and it said after day six, your chance of living is just a couple percent. Like, right. And the doctors didn't tell you that? You found that out on your own? I found that part out on my own because they didn't want to scare me, you know? Okay, you guys, so let's take a break to talk to you about one of our favorite things, and that's Scentbird. With Scentbird, a luxury fragrance subscription service, every month you can choose a new fragrance from over 450 designer brands. I can tell you firsthand, the sleek travel sprays last more than 30 days, and I love it. It's perfect for travel, on the go, if you want to just throw it in your bag. Um, I recently just got, I know it's not, it may not be new to you guys, but it's new to me, which is Calvin Klein Euphoria. Um, And it's just awesome. I take it everywhere. It's so easy to have on hand. I actually also saw that on there whenever I was shopping for new fragrance and that was on the bestsellers. Um, I'm obsessed right now with Elizabeth and James. I like the Nirvana Black and Nirvana White, but I like them for two different reasons. So the Nirvana Black, if you like a feminine and masculine scent, that's like my go-to. And then the Nirvana White is a more feminine, soft, and sophisticated scent. So you can't go wrong with either of them. They're awesome. And my travel sprays have also lasted over 30 days. I really love being able to try out new scents and have not had to worry about wasting big, huge, full bottles that sit around forever. And we all know about that. That's why I always use scentbird.com. Visit scentbird.com dot com slash coffee and use our code coffee for 50% off. That's only $7.50 for your first month and free shipping. That's S-C-E-N-T bird.com slash coffee and use our code coffee for 50% off your first month. Data perfume before you have to commit to it forever. Okay, now let's get back to the show. You've got two babies in the NICU that have staph infection. Yeah. They don't I mean, I could imagine they're not going to try to alert you yeah, that right. your baby could already has a chance of not living, but yeah. now really a chance of not living. So they brought on the infectious disease specialist team, then they brought on a surgeon, and then they brought on hematology. And so it was all these people. And you know in the NICU, if there's people always coming to see your baby, it's not good. Right. Like, you want to be left alone when you're in the NICU because that means your baby is getting is, better. Yeah, it's, it's getting, getting stronger. Better. Right. And there was always people in there looking at her. And day six rolled around, and we talked to the infectious disease specialists, and we were like, what do we do? Like, and she was like, it's okay. Like, I have this other antibiotic. It's going to treat her. I was happy. So they started it. Nothing. And by day seven, she was even worse. And I was like, what is going to, like, why is she going through this? And it got so bad, like, I mean, she was so pale, and her stomach was like, I mean, she looked like a Buddha belly. Or like she was was huge. Yeah, her her stomach was massive, and she couldn't eat. They would feed her, and she would just spit it all up, 
with the feeding tube and she just I mean, she was literally just lifeless just fighting for her life and so they gave her this one antibiotic and they were like this is it like there's no other antibiotic that's going to work like at this point it's this is like the Hercules effort yeah Yeah. we're going to try to save her and nothing was working and my husband was like he went to the doctor and he said is she going to be okay and he just looked at Paisley and he put his head down and I knew when he did that like they were always so upbeat and positive and he wasn't that day and he was like I don't know and I remember I just walked away I was like and as a parent to hear from a doctor to say because normally doctors are you know they're medicine and they don't take things as serious Serious as we would as we would because we're the parent you know and doctors think you know we can fix it yeah you know but to hear a doctor say they don't know that would have had to have been the scariest thing of their life yeah and so hematology which is the blood doctors came on and they said okay if an infection is going on this long it's living somewhere in a major organ normally okay so it's hiding out somewhere else in her body so they took her to get a ct scan and an mri and they were determined to find where, where is it, it living. Yeah. Yes. And so they looked at her heart, which is where it normally goes. They looked at her liver. They looked at her kidneys. And when they got the results back, they found a little something in her heart. Okay. And Okay. They found something. They found a blood clot in her main portal valve. And then uh, they found one in her pulmonary valve. Okay. Which, that's two places now the infection mm-hmm. could be living. Mm-hmm. So then they started her on medicine to cure the blood clots to try to get rid of them. Okay. And one of them was completely blocking the flow to her liver. So it couldn't couldn't filter. Yes. The antibiotics couldn't even filter properly, nor could her liver. Got it. And so everything that could have went wrong went wrong with her. And they ended up thinking that she had something called biliary artresia, which is a really, really bad liver disease. And they Which didn't... affects the bilirubin, right? Yes. And so her bilirubin was really high. It wouldn't come down. Um, everything was just getting worse at this point. Her bilirubin, her um, GGT, everything, all of her liver levels were just escalating. And so they said, we think we need to send her to Houston. And thankfully, they started that one antibiotic, and on day nine she had tested um her first negative blood result which for was the men yeah the staff the staff. the staff was finally gone okay and so i was so happy like right. i thought everything was kind of going on the up and up and then that same day that i found out that she had her first negative blood culture then it was her liver and then it was all these blood clots and one of them could have went to her brain and i was just like when is it gonna end and so um, they had to fly Paisley on a medical emergency plane to Houston. It was so hard because Jackson was right across from her, and I had to say bye to him, and I had to take Anaya to a friend's house because my husband had to work. Like, bills were still coming in, and he works for the railroad, and so it's not like he could just, like, you know, take off work. work. He had already used his time for when they were born. And so I left on the plane with Paisley, 
And we get there, and Houston was crazy. It was so different. And I was happy, though, because there was hundreds of people, like, rushing to, like, get her to scans and to get her help. And then they found another blood clot, and they were so scared. They thought that she maybe had, like, a blood clotting disorder. And so they Because there were so many at this point. Yes, there were so many at this point. And her liver was just getting so bad. So she was yellow. Her eyes were yellow. Her From the bilirubin. Yes. And so when, and that was also what was causing her um, stomach to protrude so much. So she, was, she had jaundice. And, yes. Yeah. She had jaundice, high bilirubin. Um, I mean, she was just so sick. She wasn't gaining weight. She was still, she was three pounds. Um, she was absolutely tiny, and they were really, really worried that she wasn't gaining weight, you know, because her liver was, wasn't was able to process anything at this point. Like, it was, it was so blocked by these blood clots, and I know all of those antibiotics, one of them which I was told should have, I mean, has never been used on a baby, but it's either, okay, you take the risk of what this antibiotic might do, do. or you lose your daughter. Right. And it's... Of course, you're going to do what you can do to try, try to, to save, save her. her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's any parent, you know, like in that type of situation. Like, you're going to do what's going to save the baby's life yeah. or could potentially because at this point, it's everything's not working. Yeah, like nothing was working. And then um, I went back to the hotel from leaving uh, Paisley in the NICU. And I got a call from the NICU doctor in Lubbock saying how good Jackson was doing. And... They said that he gets to come home. Oh, wow. And so I'm just sitting there like... You want to be so happy, but then you're so sad. Because you have your daughter who's still fighting for her life. Yes, and I didn't know what to do at that point. Like, I just started crying on the phone with this doctor. And she was so amazing. And she was just like, you can do this. Like, she's going to be in great hands. Like, but Jackson needs you too. And it was like, yeah, but... Paisley's dying, like, oh, it was so hard. So I had to go get Jackson, and I had to leave Paisley all alone in Houston. That was so Did you bring him to Houston? No, because uh, during flu season, no one but the parents are allowed in. Oh, okay. Not even and I could see them. And I never got to meet them until they came home. Yeah. So no one could go except the parents. Let's take a quick second so we can tell you again about the absolute easiest way to keep track of your health with practically little or no effort, and that is Care Of. So Care Of is a monthly subscription vitamin service made from effective quality ingredients tailored to your needs. Care Of has a really fun online quiz that makes it easy to determine what vitamins and supplements that you guys might be in need of. It is a short quiz that asks you a few questions about your diet, your health goals, um, what type of lifestyle that you live, and uses the answers to create a personalized vitamin pack just for you. It takes only a few minutes to do it, and you get your personal recommendations right away. Did you know that 90% of people fall short of FDA-recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrients? Because... Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet like we try to do, it can be hard to get all the nutrients your body really needs for long-term health. Care of fills in those gaps missing from our diets or especially for me getting that extra boost when I feel like I really need it. 
Your subscription box includes individually wrapped packets with your vitamins and supplements for easy grab and go. You'll receive a 30-day supply shipped right to your door. And this honestly saves me from having to make any extra trips to the store. And I also impulse buy on stuff like this. So if I see something at a grocery store that I think, oh, I might could use that, I'll pick it up and put it in my cart and I'll still have it in my cabinet like five years later. So this is perfect for me. I just, I love like how you can just pack... Like, if you're going away on a trip or something, you can do, like, quick grab five packs, and you're not bringing, like, a million bottles with you everywhere you go. So you can modify your subscription anytime, and the best part is that it costs about 20% less compared to similar brands at local drugstores and health food stores. For 25% off your first month of personalized Care of Vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter promo code COFFEE. Okay, let's get back to the show. And so I had to go home. Get Jackson, and I mean, I was so happy, but I was so empty because Paisley, like, she was eight hours away from me all by herself. And so they decided, finally, her bilirubin started going back down, and her liver started to show signs of improvement. And so they were like, she needs to still see a GI doctor, and they sent her back to, um, and we were just going to travel back to Houston to see the liver specialist after they did because they did every single test you can imagine they did for Paisley but nothing was coming back as what was wrong right like you guys still didn't have answers yeah it was just this big mystery like what's wrong with Paisley no Mm -hmm. one knew and I mean we went to Houston out of every hospital because this is supposed to be the top liver specialist like in the world Mm -hmm. and not even she could figure her out and so they sent us home to back to the Lubbock NICU because um, this one blood test was going to take up to, like, 12 weeks to get back. And so I was like, okay. Do you we know? even have 12 weeks? Yeah, do yeah. we even have 12 weeks? Like, no one knew what was going to happen in the meantime. But what we did know was they couldn't do anything different there than they could in Lubbock at this point. So okay. she got to come back home. Well, thankfully, when she came back home, she started breathing on her own. Um, because she, when all that liver stuff was going on, her body was in so much stress. Um, they had to do something called bag her, which means like she would just stop breathing. Like, and they would breathe for her essentially. They had to rush to her and breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Breathe for her. And that was so scary that, and every time she did it, it was like she, she knew she didn't want me to see her like that because it was always right when I left that that would happen. And then, um, she, whenever I was able to hold her and do skin on skin, her and Jackson, their heart rates would go dangerously low and it's called Brady. And when they would Brady, it's literally their heart just is just dropping, 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 dropping. But it only happened when you guys did skin on skin? Well, it happens all the time and you have to rush to them and you have to hit them because their heart's stopping. And I would be holding her and her heart would go from like 140 down to 40. And the nurse, I remember the first time it happened, it was the first time I got a holder. And she was like, hit her, hit her. And she started, like, starts running because she sees it got to, like, 35. And she was like, hit her, like, hit her hard. And you're, you're the mother. You don't want to hit your baby, you know. And she's and you two don't, pounds. Yeah. Like, 
And so I hit her, and it wasn't even hard enough, and she came up, and she, I mean, she smacked Paisley's bottom so hard, and then her heart rate shot up, but they're just so little. They just, they can't do things like we could or like a normal baby could. So I was always having, and finally, it's crazy, like you finally just learn that this is normal, this is your life. When you look at this monitor, like, all you do when you're holding your baby in the NICU is you look at that monitor because you know if that gets low and it starts beeping. And that's why now, like, when I hear beeping, like I can't. PTSD. Yeah, like, yeah. it. I can't hear beeping. I have to leave because it reminds me of, like, her heart rate just dropping. And that was horrible. Oh, my God. So that happened with Jackson and Paisley, but way worse with Paisley because of everything that was going on. So once she came back to Lubbock, she finally stopped braiding. She didn't braidy for like three to five days straight, which was the first time she'd ever done that. Um, her oxygen levels were really, really low, so she they took it out to see how she would do. She breathed per- perfectly on her own. She was taking a bottle in the NICU, so I was like, okay, things are getting better. Like Her liver was still extremely bad. But there was nothing they could do in the hospital at this point. We were just waiting for results. So she was stable. So they released her from the NICU, and we went home. And I, you know, I'm always super, super positive, and I just tried to think, like, you know, she just needed to be home with mom. That's all she needed. Right. And her liver will get better, and she's fine. Like, I just kept saying, she's fine. And then she came home, and that first day she came home, all she did was scream. Like, she didn't want me to touch her. She wouldn't eat. Like, she literally screamed the whole day. Okay, you guys are always hearing about my little adventures in the kitchen and my latest recipes. So I wanted to tell you one secret that helps me keep things interesting and fun for dinner, and that is HelloFresh. HelloFresh is such a great option for people who want to eat healthy, delicious meals, but don't really have time to prepare all of it and the shopping that it takes to do meal planning. All of the hard work is done for you. So HelloFresh is great because they let you pick between veggie, meat, and family plans, and it introduces you to new recipes and ingredients that are delivered straight to you in convenient pre-measured meal packs. Plus, they're super affordable and can even involve your kids in the cooking process because the recipes are super easy and not complicated. I know that we've talked about HelloFresh so many times before, but we really, really do love this service. And one of my favorite meals is the grilled cheddar burgers. And also another favorite of mine is the cauliflower mac and cheese, which I know Kale loves it too. And the poblano tacos are to die for. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com slash CoffeeConvos30 and enter code CoffeeConvos30. Let's get back to the show. So you're back to this feeling of like, I'm helpless. Yeah, I, don't know I felt yeah. so helpless. Like, I can't, why doesn't she like want me? Mm-hmm. And so I called the NICU back and they were like, when was the last time she ate? And I said, eight hours ago, she won't eat. She hasn't gone to the bathroom. Like she wouldn't do anything. So I brought her back to the hospital. She wouldn't eat at all. And Not they, even for them? No, she wouldn't eat. And then finally she started eating a tiny bit and they were like, okay, well, she's good to go home. And I was like, okay. So we went home 
and then we went back since she was so sick we were having to go to the doctor like every two days to make sure we were okay to even be home with her and they saw her weight kept dropping like when I brought her home she wasn't even she was just at four pounds so tiny 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 so she dropped back under four pounds and they were like okay this is really dangerous like she should be gaining something but she was losing way more weight than she should have been so at this point they didn't know what to do no one knew what to do for her and so then they sent us back to Houston and they checked her liver again and then they discovered that the muscle that you used to suck wasn't developed on her so she couldn't eat it was too much of a workout for her Oh, wow. So that's why she wasn't eating. She couldn't. It, so it's not because she wasn't hungry. Yeah, was she was exhausted. She right. Yeah. And so um, they gave her, like, this preemie nipple that was supposed to really help bring that muscle to get it stronger. So then we left again. And um, it was one night I was sitting with Paisley and her whole school, like, sunk in. And I just started screaming, like, what is going on? And so we rushed to the hospital, and they were like, she is severely malnourished. Like, nothing was working. Everything was getting worse again. So then they took us to Dallas, and we stayed there for, like, 10 to 15 days. And they ran every test. By then, this was her, she had to get her third liver biopsy because everything kept coming up as inconclusive. Like, they knew she had cholestasis of the liver. The flow wasn't working properly. Like, she had, her bile ducts were all clogged. I cannot see out of my glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Her bile ducts were clogged, and it was, everything was going wrong again, Mm -hmm. and it was just getting worse. And so they did her liver biopsy, And they finally just realized, okay, she needs a feeding tube. Like, we have got to get this little girl to gain weight. Why didn't they think of that sooner? Yeah, I mean, at three pounds. I feel like at three pounds, they should have thought of that way sooner. I know. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. So So they give her the feeding tube. They give her the feeding tube. Okay. And in those 10 days, she gained three pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah, because she no longer had to work. Right. And... I've never been so grateful for a feeding tube before. So with the feeding tube, they also gave her MCT oil, which is just lots of fat. Okay. And we would put that in her formula, and that would give her way more fat, too. So she was just getting all these extra calories. Still really small. I mean, still to this day, she is way behind um, in size. But So, like, today, like, in comparison to Jackson, what is their... So she's caught up a lot, but so Jackson is 17 pounds today and she's 15 pounds. Okay. So she's not too far behind. No, but. But still not where she should be. Well, not 15 pounds at nine months old. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah. You consider my baby was six pounds, 10 ounces. And what were yours? Um, Six pounds, seven pounds, eight pounds. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to consider at nine months old. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and I mean at nine months old. So to make a really, really long story short, she they figured out she just needed this, she needed this feeding tube. Mm-hmm. And by day, once we first got to Dallas, her liver just plummeted. 
her bilirubin skyrocketed again, and um, everything just kept going up again, mm-hmm. really, really high. And then out of nowhere, on day 10 in Dallas, everything just completely dropped back down to almost a normal range. Do you think it was because of the feeding tube? I think finally her liver, the blood clot had gone away. Mm -hmm. So now the proper nutrients could flow into her liver and it could start moving the bile out of her liver. Right. Mm -hmm. And so all of that scar tissue could finally get some nutrients to heal it. Mm -hmm. And that's the one good thing about a liver is it can heal itself over time. And I really think she just needed time off of antibiotics. She just needed to be left alone. She needed the proper nutrients. I think that she should have had the feeding tube all along. And that's no one's fault. No one just thinks to give a baby a feeding tube, you know. You want to try to push them, you know, so that they can learn to do it on their own. Right. But so once they did that, everything started getting better. Well, then we got back home. Finally, this was the first time we were all home as a family of five. And it was amazing. I bet. Yeah, to not have to leave my house every day to go visit my babies in the hospital Mm -hmm. and then come home at night to, you know, Anaya, which amazing, but you want all your babies at home with you. Right. And so her liver, I mean, from where it was, she's amazing now. Right. Like she has gotten so much better. Good. But she's still really, really weak. Like, I mean, she's finally eating from a bottle like she does she hasn't used her feeding tube now in two months which is amazing so yeah. she had her feeding tube up until she was seven months old yes so they we ended up having to so they did in dallas they put one through her nose where i would put it down into her stomach but paisley didn't like that and she kept ripping it off of her face and pulling it out of her stomach and she was just tearing up her face um pretty bad and so they decided to surgically put one in mm-hmm. called a G button. So they put okay. one in, in her your stomach. Stu- yes, mm-hmm. in her stomach. So that was great. And then um, when they did that, she got an umbilical hernia. So they repaired that. And then um, we were home for a few weeks. And then I noticed that down by her private area was really, really swollen. So I took her to the doctor. And they discovered that she had a hernia on her ovary. Oh, wow. And it was really, it started really protruding. Like, it was very, very big. She would scream anytime I changed her diaper. So they got those image results back from radiology, and they called, and they said, your daughter needs to come immediately. Like, her ovary is strangulated, which is going to prevent her from having babies. And both of them were that way. And so they rushed her into surgery, and um, they he thinks he was hours away from, like, saving her ovary. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it started to turn colors, which means it was, it was strangulated. It, it was dying. Like and so they ended up repairing all of that. She was good. So that's three liver biopsies, three hernias, a G-button, this little girl has gone through so Everything. much. And yeah. then on top of that, when you're premature, your eyes, your um, retinas aren't fully developed either. That's one of the last things that um, develop when you're, in the, when you're in the womb, mm-hmm. that and your lungs. And so, I mean, her lungs were always fine. They were premature, but, I mean, never really any issues with them. And then her doctor, like a month ago, 
realized that her eye was getting worse and not better. So then she had to go in for emergency surgery for her eye. But now it's better. But it's just like... Something after the next Yes, thing. it's like all... You just don't know what to expect next. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, this is the longest we've gone without, I mean, a surgery and doctors. Like, now she gets to see her GI doctor once every um, three months. It was, like, every week at one point. Oh, wow. So... I mean, everything is on the up and up now. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, she gets physical therapy. She gets occupational therapy to help her with, um, like, rolling over mm-hmm. and sitting up. Like, she can't sit up yet. Okay. Um, and it's so hard to see, like, she's nine months old, but she just started, like, rolling over. Right. And it's so you sad. You should definitely talk to, reach out to Leah Messer because oh, I yeah. feel like Have you, you talked guys... to Leah at all? No. That's, I should give you guys each other's contacts mm-hmm. because I feel like that's something that she kind of struggled with too. Just like not having answers, not knowing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put you guys in contact. I think that would be good. But I mean, I'm just happy now. She's better mm-hmm. now. I mean, I would say she's extremely intelligent. Paisley mm-hmm. is so smart. Um, there's nothing going on there. It's just physical, physical. strength mm-hmm. that we're working on. Like, she doesn't eat food either. She doesn't eat any solids, nothing. I mean, I think that part of it might be a little more understandable just because, you know, given the fact of yeah. everything that she's been through. Um, I, this might be a stupid question, but is, do you are the health issues due to her being premature, or would she have had these health issues full-term or not? So... Everything that has happened has been because she's been premature and because of the okay. staph infection. Got so it. Okay. Every day that she was sitting there weak and couldn't move was every day that she could have been developing. Like Jackson was able to. Right. Okay. So her being sick so long. Affected everything. everything. Yeah. Okay. So now she's really like a six-month-old baby. I mean, sure. instead of being a nine-month-old, nine-month-old baby, baby because of everything she went through. Right. I mean, the good news is that she's doing well, and we're going to yeah. keep her in our thoughts, of course. But yes. Of course, but tell us something happy. Like, you, Okay, w- yes. And there's so <laughs> many happy things. Like, she's home now. Like, right. She's better. We're not How home. is Anaya with her Anaya brother and sister? Anaya is amazing. She yeah. is the most selfless, caring, beautiful little soul ever. She never once complained. Oh, I love her. She never complained. We had a cancel a cruise for her when I was pregnant because of the situation. Mm -hmm. And she said, it's okay, mama. I just want my brother and sister to be here and healthy. And I was like, yeah. So she's, she's amazing. Um, she's the best big sister. She helps every day with them. She's going to be a wonderful mom. (laughs) Yeah. I know a lot of people had asked, um, on the Instagram questionnaire that Kayla and I love to do. (laughs) Um, (laughs) About the situation with Anaya and her dad. So, Biological dad. Yes. Okay. Um, and yeah. If you don't want to give too many details, that's completely fine too. Like, we get it. So, I'll just say a little bit because I don't think that he's worthy of my energy at all. Um, he is completely absent. He's been absent since she was two. Um, I told him we wanted to move to Texas, and he did not care. He didn't come say bye to her. Um, He would not appear in court when I took him to court. Um, He is 
a deadbeat. Yeah. Is what he is. And mm-hmm. he, Anai doesn't know anything about him. Um, she doesn't remember him. She has no recollection of when we lived in Nevada. TJ is her dad. Um, mm-hmm. He's adopted her. And that's all she knows. And it's amazing because it was like God knew that he is her dad because they look alike. They act alike. They don't like the same foods. Like they are just alike. And so I feel like everything happened the way it was supposed to. Sure. Yeah. And through all of this, you were inspired to do the boutique that you just launched. Yes. Which was what? The other day, right? Yes. So I just launched Paisley and Boutique on... Um, Friday, so July 20th. Um, and that was all inspired by her. Yes, by I Paisley. Love that. I love Cute. that you were able to do that for her. Cause I, yes. It, well, because of her. Yes. So does Anaya try to help you pick out stuff for the boutique? Yes. So she Anaya does. is all about fashion. Yeah. Like, she wants to move to New York and be a fashion Aww. designer. <laughs> yes. So Anaya helps me. Like, we'll curl up on the couch and, you know, go on the computer and look at clothes and She's always picking cute stuff out. Yeah. She's helping. She wants to be there when we're doing the photo shoots for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of funny because I think one day she's going to run it with me. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. So um, I kind of wanted to ask you this before, but we didn't have a, we didn't have a chance last night when we were talking. Um, so you were on 16 and Pregnant, what, six, seven years ago? Yeah. Has your life changed, do you feel like? Or do you feel like you're kind of like back in like a back to like a normal private life so you know it's kind of weird like I never really thought anyone would care that I was on 16 and pregnant come Mm -hmm. six years later right but it's a lot of people still care and a lot of people still want to know what am I up to what am I doing right and I mean I think it's cool because I want to show people that it's okay to have a baby young because you can still make something of yourself. Sure. You know, I'm not saying go get pregnant. Well, right, but... Yeah. But there's no excuse as to why you can't make something of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. you are in charge of your own fate. I'm sure everyone else is just as proud of you as I am. Like, when I saw Thank your story you. on your Instagram, I was like, I love this. Like, I love that you made something of yourself. And I saw um, some of the other girls retweet your boutique and I love to see like when we all support each other yes I love seeing women support yeah and especially because we relate on a different level because we've been on this show and you know there's all kinds of stuff that comes with being on the show so I was like (laughs) I I totally can't relate to what it would be like having a kid at 16 you know what I mean yeah well you know what it's like to have a kid and you also know what it's like to be on tv so it's kind of like you can but to go through the drama of the situation of being pregnant at 16 and being pregnant that way I could not imagine I'm just glad that everything I mean fingers crossed that Paisley keeps on the up and up and oh man you've been through a lot in such a short period of time I know I look back and I'm just like if you would have told me I'd be, you know, here today six years ago, I never would have believed you. No. I never thought that I could run my own business, have twins, have a six-year-old, be married, mm-hmm. and do all of this. But it's just cool when you put your mind to something and you want it and you're passionate, you like can do what anything. Com- yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for doing this with us. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. All right, guys. Well, that's it for Coffee Convos this week. We will be back next week with Macy Bookout from, well, I guess she's a McKinney now. Yeah, um, Ma- Macy McKinney. McKinney. 
from Team Mom. From Team Mom OG. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. 